Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Welcome, welcome to Get Celebritized, where I bring on the coolest guest to help you earn more, live more, and give back more. I'm Araya McGarry, your host and Emmy Award-winning talk show host, podcaster, and TEDx speaker, and someone here to help you live your best life, live your legacy on purpose. And today, I have a very special guest who's going to come to you and help you do just that. She is amazing. She's full of energy. She is none, uh, none other than Stars Tina. No last name needed. She's like an Oprah. Stars Tina is all you need to know because she's coming to you as a traumedy transformational coach for women. And she is going to tell us what a traumedy is and how she can help you through that. So let's bring her on. Stars Tina, let's do this. Woo! Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is. Hello, and thank you so much for having me, Ray. I'm giving you a great big hug right here. Thank you, thank you. Big hugs, big hugs to you, Stars Tina. Well, I just have to set the stage that Stars Tina, you impressed me. We've been on Clubhouse together for so long now and in our mom communities, our mompreneurs, the mom link. And every time you get the microphone, your energy just exudes through the microphone. And if anybody's listening to this and watching that knows about audio apps, you can't see people. You can't see their smile. You see their picture. And your personality just busts right through. So I had to bring you onto this show to let Yay. them be contagious to everybody watching and listening. So the people watching and listening probably don't even know who the heck is a Stars Tina. Now, what's a Stars Tina? And what is a traumedy? So tell them who you are and what is a traumedy? I love it. I love it. So Stars Tina, I want to share. You probably see stars all over me. My entire life, I've had big goals. I've had big dreams. And we all know the saying, reach for the moon. If you fall, you're still, you're amongst the stars. Everyone knows that. So I said, you know what? Let me just pop that in front of my name, Stars Tina, because I am amazing. I make no excuses, no matter what, which Good leads to the traumedy. So with the traumedy, that's a word I made up. And a traumedy is when a trauma and a tragedy combine. When these two energies collide, life-changing moments happen. And they can be as major as losing a mom, a dad. It can be as simple as a mom having empty nest syndrome. So that's what a traumedy is. What's the difference between a trauma and a tragedy? So it depends on who you ask. In my opinion, I believe a trauma is extremely... I don't like to use the word bad or horrible, but really bad. Like my son was murdered. That's a trauma. A tra- I'm sorry, a tragedy. And then a trauma can be something like, 
domestic violence, being um, molested, you know, something like that. So they're both, unfortunately, not very bad things. And, you know, I say when they get together, life-changing moments happen. And I've had a lot of traumas in my life, but I found that these are the stepping stones, the foundation that God gave me to be amazing, the person that I am right now. So if you think about it, you know, yesterday we found out about the dancer Twitch. We were oh talking about it in the back chat. Oh you know, God. he was amazing. We don't know what, I'm sure he had traumas going on in his life. There's people in the world that are going through such sad moments. So I've been through them and now I'm on the other side of that. So I am that coach that's going to get you from good to great, to amazing. And I work with women over 40 that are trying to figure out life and I give them tools and skills and strategies to have an amazing life. That's well, I guess you can't work with me because I have to wait until I'm over 40. So I'll hit you back later. <laughs> uh, You're beautiful, funny. by the way. Beautiful, Thanks. beautiful, beautiful. So are you. It's only a number. It's only a number. Now, I know that coaches need coaches. So I know because you and I share a lot in common, like traumas, tragedies. And either way you look at it, they're, they're all bad. And it, we need people to help us get through tough times. And I always tell um, my community to reach up to somebody who's been through what you've been through. Like you said before, a loss or a murder of a child. I have not been through that. But I know women who have and men who have. So I refer them. You need to talk to so-and-so. And I'm so glad they opened that conversation. Because we need to talk to people that have been through the specifics sometimes that just get it because there's all different types of sadness and, and ways to go through it. So who helps you? Because we know that unfortunately, traumas and tragedies don't just bypass us once we've been through enough because it can happen again and again and you never know. So what helps you go through if God forbid you go through something else later on in life? Yes. Yeah, so there's various things that I've done over the years and I've taught myself and I didn't even realize this area after my son, I was working as a fitness professional. I currently have an online fitness boutique studio, which is thriving. Uh, we have over 20 classes a week, but after my son was murdered, I still kept working. I kept going and going and going. And I didn't realize that I was actually creating a mind and body transformation program at the time because I started figuring out, okay, what do I need? And it's all based what I've done with the four pillars of the program that I have. I have a mind and body transformation program. So the thing that keeps me going is my mindset. There's various things I do to control my mindset from yoga, meditation, journaling, you name it, I can go on with that. Right. So that's one thing that I do. The second thing that I do is my heart set, and that's the people that are around me. You know this. Your vibe is your tribe, your vibration. <laughs> so I have to always surround myself with amazing people. Of course, my faith, I can't forget about that. Now, mind you, I got to be honest, me and God, you know, we've had some tough days, some good days, <laughs> some bad days, which is my, it's cool. But, uh, you know, my faith, my family, just your, the people I'm surrounding myself with. And then I cannot nutrition, what you're eating, because you know what you put in and on your body affects how you look, affects how you feel. And when you're depressed and if you're eating a lot of processed foods, it's just going to make it worse. So what I'm eating really, really helps me. I'm always drinking water. And then lastly, I was watching your interview with Barbara and she says it all the time, movement. You have to move. You have to move to grow. If it's walking, if it's sit up. So I'm teaching classes every day because I'm a personal trainer as well. That's incorporated in my program. So all of these things combined are what's got me through my traumas and getting me through the top. And 
that's my answer. I love it. I love it. And it may seem overwhelming to somebody that's going through this. Like, oh my gosh, that's, that's way too much for me. But it's really not because I know you, Stars Tina, and you really take things one step at a time and you meet people where they are. You don't overload like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's like, okay, where are you now? Let's work through it. And we cannot brush over what you just said because people that are listening to this show and watching it probably don't know your story, Stars Tina. And you just said something very impactful. You said the murder of your son. My my community, many know that my dad was murdered by the mafia when I was 15. But I always say that there's nothing worse than a parent losing a child, especially to a murder. So talk to us about what that is, because you're going to relate to many people. They're going to say, wow, you know, you're so upbeat. You're so energetic. You don't know what I've been through, but you have been through something that I think is one of the worst tragedies ever you could experience. So talk to us about what that was, what happened, and what got you through that? Because you definitely are yeah, on the other so- side. Yes, if yes. There is another side. As I mentioned, dealing with it. Exactly. And I'm going to, before I talk about that, I just want to share how I got to that point to build myself up. Because, you know, I can share how when I was 15 or 16, I tried to commit suicide myself two times. Wow. I can also share how my mother done it. 49 years old from a massive heart attack in sleep. I was super close to my dad and I ended up in a mental hospital for eight weeks. They said I was going to be on medication for the rest of my life. I can even share how, you know, I was in a marriage and then that ended. So then the peak of the traumas was my son. You know, can you imagine getting that phone call? Now, mind you, I was at the peak of my life. Like everything was thriving. I was at the best shape. My daughter was a professional dancer. She was dancing for the Knicks City. I'm sorry. She was dancing for a professional dance team at the time. My son had a sneaker store. He was opening up another one in New York, in uh, Pennsylvania. So we were all thriving. And one Friday night, I got that deadly phone call. You know, something's happened to Molly. That's our son. Go to the store. And I'm calling everyone and nobody knows anything. And I get to the street. And I see all these lights on the streets. I see yellow tape, yellow caution tape everywhere. And I'm looking and I start running. It's in New Jersey. It's like 20 something degrees. So it is freezing outside. Mm -hmm. And I just start running down the street because no one, no one can tell me where he is. They said something happened to him. So I'm running down the street and I see the shop and I go to pull the door open and a police officer grabs me from behind to pull me away. And I'm like, Where's my son? And he's not saying anything. Nobody's saying anything. And I just finally stopped and I looked at him and I looked in his eyes and I said, where is my son? And he said, I'm sorry, miss, your son is dead. Oh my God. And at that point, that was my trauma. That was my life changing moment. Now I had to make a decision at that point in time. Okay, Tina, you got to get your stuff together because if you recall, when my father passed away, I ended up in a mental hospital for eight weeks. Wow. I had to go in front of a judge. They're like, you're going to have to stay here for the rest of your life. So I'm like, okay, Tina, this is what's going through my head. It's a Friday night, about 930. The next day I had to teach class at the gym. And so I called someone to sub for me because I'm still, you know, going, my daughter's on the phone screaming. And I said, you got to make a decision. Either you're going to push through this or get paralyzed. And I said, you got to push through. I'm not going back to that crazy hospital. I'm not, you know, I had my daughter looking after me. And then I just kind of kept going through the motions and the, the, I don't want to say sad slash scary part. I just kept going, which I do not suggest to anyone because I didn't even cry at the funeral. I didn't cry, you know, at major things that we had for him, like his death birth. And I think because I was supporting so many other people, you know, I bought these fancy shades, right? You know, I spent like $300. I'm like, I need these fancy shades. I have to look good. 
I didn't cry a lick, you know, helping, supporting other people. And then six years later, because February is going to be seven years that he's been gone. And every February, which marks the anniversary of his murder, and we still don't know who did it. And August is his birthday. I always do some major event. I have a nonprofit to support him. And this past year, it hit me and it hit me hard. I did an event in August again to celebrate his birthday. He would have been 28 years old. He was Mm -hmm. murdered at 21. And it just hit me like everything from the past six years. And I'm sitting in the park and I just start crying and I'm like, what mother doesn't cry at her son's funeral? You know, but I was just so interested, you know, helping others. Yeah. So I'm I'm here to say just being still the yoga, the family, everyone around me, you know, has has gotten me where I am today. And and I know he's going to want me happy. He's going to want me smiling. He doesn't want me crying. He doesn't want me overweight. You know, I'll be like, yo, Ma, get it together. Come on. Right, right, right. right now, you know, people might see me I'm like, oh, she's so cold. No, my son would not want me, you know, crying. And lastly, oh, go ahead. You got a question. I saw you. No, no, lastly, go ahead. I'll wait. Lastly, I want to share, and I don't talk about this much, and you have one in your corner. And I'm going to show it right here. I was going to ask my son. There you go. Yes, yeah. yes. So what was I love... I love sharing his story because in my mind, I don't want his death to go unnoticed. I don't want anyone to ever forget it. Like he was amazing and I want people to remember it. So I'm always doing stuff. So the news station, Dan Bowens, and it's awesome because he's got a promotion now. He wanted to do a documentary on the story. So we did little stories and then they picked it up. Was it just a random shooting? Actually, no, uh, it had to have been someone that knew him. They were in the back of the store. So this sneaker store, Ray, if you're anything like me, you're not too familiar with sneakers. These sneakers start at like $1,200. It was a very high- Oh, I am because of my daughters. Yeah, they're- (laughs) Yes, yes, very high-end boutique store. And it was after hours. They were sitting in the back of the store. There's about seven of them. And he owned the store. So in his mind, you know, this is my business. I'm not stopping. And someone knocked at the door. Oh, no. And they said, police. And my son- is very like okay police how can I help you like he's gonna do what he has to do someone opened the door and there were two men with masks on their face and a gun now my son went through many traumas in his life he lost his eyesight in one of his eyes from something called keratotonus so I'm not sure if he thought it was one person or I don't know what he saw but he jumped and attacked them he attacked the one guy and they're fighting and then the other guy shot him how do I know this because I watched the video the next day. And then the end of the week, the police officers had me watch it over and over and over again because they wanted to know who did it. And let me tell you, Araya, the next day, the day after it happened, I'm watching the video and I'm cheering. I'm happy. I'm like, yes, because he didn't die like a sucker. You know, his name, yeah. his nickname is Lionhearted Legend. So he was fighting till his death. And I was like, yes, go! You know, it might sound crazy, it might sound horrible. But, you know, he pushed through and that story, the documentary tells his story, what he did. And lastly, before I get out of here, when they were sharing the story, a lot of people think of sneaker heads and all that sort of stuff. You know, can't tell you how many people thought he did drugs or sold drugs. I was like, no, he worked very hard. And my daughter made very clear that everyone knew that he was a hard worker and he didn't think about himself. It was all about helping other people. He would have the little children in the area pass out flyers. He would help out the Boy Scouts. And this is stuff I found out when he was gone. 
Mm. When he was alive, I didn't know this stuff. So he was always helping. So in the documentary, it shares his story. You know, every year, uh, February and August, we do another, pro- I don't want to say promotion, but to find out who did this because someone out there knows yeah. who did this. And it's just jealousy. So where do we see the documentary? And now for those listening to this on a podcast, Starstein is holding up an Emmy Award for the story that was told about her son. Tell us who, who told that story and where we can see that documentary. Yes, yes. So it's called The Tape Room, Jamal Molly Gaines, super simple, and Dan Bowens. It's a crime news story, and it won the 2018-2019 New York Emmy Award. So, so super proud of it. And we got it February 22nd again, which is just like so touching because that's the month. Yes. Like I was saying, so I, I, I judged the New York ones. I thought that's so cool. I was like, <laughs> but I didn't know that at the time. So because we always have to bow out if we know somebody. Oh, we're judging. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't. We have to say we can't vote for those. Um, but I didn't know you at the time. Didn't know about this. And I'm so proud of you for that. But I have to tell you, um, people might be, you say to yourself that, you know, it might be cold or whatever. But, you know, when my dad was murdered, I was 15. And you go through that period of shock. I didn't really hit me for like six months to a year because something out of the ordinary, when you don't have time to grieve, it's not like somebody is sick with cancer and you have time to process and maybe help and find cures and go through those motions. It uh, doesn't make the loss any easier, easier, but I believe that when you go through something that's traumatic, like I believe you need to know one of my, my, my legacy honorees, Scarlett Lewis, who I talk about on my TEDx, who lost her son, Jesse, in the Newtown, Connecticut shooting, which 10 year anniversary was yesterday. And that too is something where she started a nonprofit because of losing Jesse, she wanted to keep his legacy alive. So um, that is so admirable and so noble. And it's not cold when you're thinking about, you go to school one day and then your child doesn't come home because somebody decides to kill them and gun them down. I believe there's a shock going on there. I'm not a counselor. I'm not in any way, shape or form. I know there's processes of grieving and levels of grieving. I've never learned them. I think there's seven steps. All I know though, for my life is there is that shock value. And when you don't expect it, and it's so traumatic, maybe we can get on some counselors on this show to talk about what actually is happening. Cause it's not being cold. It's not that you didn't passionately love that person with all your fiber in your being. But I think it's that protective, like this is too much trauma for me to handle. I can't handle this right now. And you shut down and you start caring for everybody else around you. And then look at you as like six, seven years later where it started to hit you. But meanwhile, look at the other people you helped through it. Look at the nonprofit. What is the name of your nonprofit? Because I love helping nonprofits and I want to help you and your nonprofit. Yes. Because his life yes, my you will live on. Yes, my non my nonprofit is amazing. And here how I came up with the idea. It wasn't something that I want. And everything that I do, I always say it's from God because I get so many ideas all the time. Yeah. And after his murder, I talked to his friends. I want to, you know, know more about him. And one of his friends said, one night they were hanging out and he said, If I ever died, I wanted a program named after myself. Who thinks like what? That, right? Um okay. <laughs> right. So I want to read something as well. And I think the reason why he said that when he was a little boy, I was a single mom. And every Saturday he would go to this program called the Mr. Rogers program was on Saturday. He would go there. And honestly, I had no idea what they did because it was only for the men and I was probably working. So he said he wanted a program that named after himself. Also, what I found out from his friends was uh, he always would tell them what to do. He was always our motivational speaker. So I came up with this creed. It's called the Molly Creed. That was his nickname. His name was Jamal 
but we called him Molly. Don't ask me why. (laughs) So, So I narrowed it down to 10 different things that he would say. And I'm actually, because of the nonprofit, raised 300 pairs of sneakers to send to Nigeria oh, in May right idea. and I'm getting bookmarks made. So these bookmarks will say his Molly creed and his creed was, I will be legit. I will be a man of my word. I will do the right thing. I will have good customer service. I will present myself correctly. I will respect my money. I will take care of my family. I will strive to do better. I will do things on time. I will make I'm getting older, Raya. My glasses. No. I will make smart decisions. <laughs> no, just the words like text is getting smaller. Texts are getting smaller. <laughs> exactly, right? What 21-year-old thinks like that? Like you know, those are things good he one telling his friends. Get gunned down. You know, there's just I just it's you know, they're here for a reason. God doesn't say they're here for we're here for a long time, but he does say we're here for a reason. And our legacy could be in six years, like with Jesse Lewis, or it could be in 21 years, like Jamal. We don't know. You know, it's not the longevity. More, so many kids like your your son lived a bigger life, have a bigger purpose in their short 21 years than many yes, people do yes. who live 99 years and don't make the difference and live the legacy that these kids are making in their short time here. Uh, tell us again the name of the nonprofit. Yes. So the the nonprofit's called the Molly Gaines Program Foundation, I'm sorry. And what we did when we started the program was we went to the middle school where he went to school and I asked the principal if he could support us. So what he did was he got seventh and eighth, six, seventh and eighth graders, because he said that's the time where boys are either going to go down the right road or go down the, the, you know, the middle school, everything. Yes. Right. So we had this organization. Everyone in the town knew him because, you know, he was pretty popular. So we had this program. And my goal was for them to meet every Saturday, like he did when he was a kid, teach them how to cook, teach them how to tie a tie, teach them matters, like things they really didn't know. We had volunteers come in. We had the mayor come in one week, teach them how to tie a tie. We had lawyers come in, doctors. And then I also went even deeper. I wanted them to experience things they never experienced. I took them whitewater rafting and camping overnight. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. We did cleanup during Earth Day, all sorts of things. During COVID, things had to stop. Mm-hmm. So then I just started giving scholarships, you know, raising money. And I want to share a story of one of the boys. His name is Javon Harris. I am huge on vision boards. So every year I'd have them do vision boards. I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? And this one boy's like, I like to eat. I like to cook. I'm like, okay, so we're going to do something out of this. So I, I supported him in starting his own business, Javon's Cupcake factory and then you start doing we'll sell the matter right now i say he's doing vegan stuff i'm like yes because before you know it was too good well not too i mean i didn't eat it um so now he's in college for culinary arts nice because of this program it kind of like gave him the mindset to go and all the boys are moving forward this february february 25th i'm having a recognition event in new jersey the mentors, because if it wasn't for these mentors, I mean, I couldn't have done it. And these men were, some of the men were amazing construction workers. So that's a little bit about the I nonprofit. I love it. It reminds me like of the, the Boys and Girls Club. I know Denzel Washington was always big about being part of the Boys and Girls Club. That middle school age for girls and boys could be either make it or you don't. I know a lot of young 
girls in middle school. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, suicide going on. There's a lot of ones that just don't make it through. And it's so important that we have these mentoring programs. And unfortunately, we go through traumas that make us wake up and say, wow, I need to do this in memory of my child or memory something. So I really hope people get the memo before it's it has to be done and you feel like you're called yes. to do it because of yes. comedy. Yes. But I want to support yours. I think that's so great what you're doing, teaching them things, giving them purpose, giving them morals and values that they need to you know, go on. I just Your son sounds so incredible. His legacy yes. will live on. And I'm putting up your website now. The the elite stars fitness.com. Is your nonprofit link there? If not, can you make sure that it is? Yes, I definitely will. And I also forgot this huge thing. So this year, each year I have some initiative. And this year our goal was to ship 100 pairs of sneakers to Nigeria. I found a friend who had a school in Nigeria. I reached out to them. But then I found out there were 200 kids in the school, and I was like, well, if I get 100 kids, some of the kids are not right. going to have sneakers. So a friend of mine motivated me to do even more. So I have already collected 300 pairs of sneakers, but I want to go a little bit harder. As I told you, we're going to be making bookmarks. So we're still collecting funds for that. Lionhearted.app is the link to support. And we're also going to be giving them little bags. Lionhearted.app. Dot app. That is the site to, to give donations, whether it's $5, $10. And I want to be able to give them more than just sneakers. So they're going to have a little backpack. And I'm actually delivering them the first week of May. These children are beautiful. I have them on my page. And as I said, I do so much, Araya. But again, I feel this is just God. That's it. Lionhearted.app. And you can see the whole story of my son, what he's done, the people he's influenced. And that's my keeping the main thing, the main thing for this year. So thank you again so much for having me on. Stars, stars, stars. Oh my gosh. So many people ask me, you know, I do TV, I do podcasting, I host other people's shows. I host like shows like Atlanta Live. I'm always doing things like that. And they say, well, you know, is podcasting really worth it? Is, you know, and I'm always talking about how, yes, it can grow your business, grow your influence. But what, the one thing I like about it most is when I meet people like you, which I do so many times, find out so much more about your story than I ever would have listened to you for months and months and months on Clubhouse or on LinkedIn. And, you know, I, I've never heard of your lionhearted.app. And how long have I known you now, Starstina? You just <laughs> grabbed my heart. You were the epitome of the heroes, which is the reason I started my television show back in 2008, nine, right in there somewhere, and won all these awards for, because it's the nonprofits, the founders, their stories of why they're doing what they're doing that I feel are my the heroes of this world that need the attention and need to have our voices and, and I need to shine the spotlight on them. And here you are, Starstina, one of my, I don't want to say favorite heroes, but my favorite kind of hero where it's that parent that has been through what I just couldn't imagine the worst day of your life losing a child and then to the violence, which is just horrible again. And you take that and you turn that into something good. You turn that into a positive legacy. It goes back to what I said in my TEDx that when you believe there's still more good in this world than bad after that, when we would have given you all all red carpet, all the way to the funny farm, to that to say, yep, I can't imagine coming back from this. You need to go to a mental institution the rest of your life because drink it away, whatever. There is no God, there is no good because that is such a tearing out of the heart. But you don't. You show that if you can come back from that, you can make the world a better place after that, then all of us can. All of us can take whatever tragedy is happening today, whatever trauma, and truly as heartbreaking as it might be, whatever it is, grab onto somebody who's been through that exact type of 
tragedy and tragedy. Hang on to them. Hang on to people like you, Stars Tina, that have taken it and turned it around to say, yeah, there's still purpose in life. Your son, Molly, wouldn't want you sitting home, eating bonbons, being sick, and meeting him in heaven too soon. He says, no, Mom, you go for it. And that's what you vision every day is positive. Mom, go for it. Make a difference. Live for me because I can't. But he lived his fullest life in those 21 years. And you get it. And you are like my hero, Stars Tina. For that alone, I hope people get that message. Wow. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, you know, here I am thinking you're you're a you're a fitness guru, you're into mental health and and health and fitness and all, you know, eating vegan, you know, and here you are, and I, this story comes out. It's like, wow, we, we're going to have to do some fundraising together. I love helping nonprofits. We're going to get some shoes, some sneakers. Let's do this. Lionhearted.app. You got me for life. I'm so excited for you doing this. So with this, just for a few minutes, as we yes, as we come to the last you know, 10 minutes or so of this episode, talk to us about now, if somebody's going through this, like, okay, this sounds good. You're on the other end. What are some steps that somebody can do if they're trying to come out of a loss or a traumedy. Give us some of those golden nuggets they can just take with them and run with today. Yes, yes, definitely some golden nuggets. And in preparing for this interview, I just kind of sat down and thought about my life and where I am. And I didn't realize I've worked with over 30,000 people. I didn't even realize it. Wow. Because as I mentioned earlier, I was teaching between 15 to 20 classes a week. And it was a minimum of 20 people each class, 20 to 50 people a class. And being around people, you tend to get their energy, their feeling, you know, at least me anyway. Anyone that I'm around, I say, you know, it's like a friendship. Mm -hmm. So I see all different personalities. And if you're currently going through something, open your mouth and talk. That's so important. Don't stay in your house. And some women, they don't want to listen. I had a girlfriend, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago, two of her kids were killed by a family member and I was trying to reach out to her on Facebook like I gotta talk to her I gotta talk to her and then like a month later she died you know yeah. she was in the hospital and she I don't know what you know she died of a broken heart I felt and I was I felt really bad because I'm like I should have reached out to her and sometimes we just have to really have that faith you know faith it till you make it not fake f-a-k-e faith f-a-i-t-h and realize it's bigger than you it's bigger than me and everyone tries to tell you good stuff you know to make you feel better when you've had a trauma in your life and one person said one good thing to me and she said tina god has bigger plans for your son he wanted him as part of his army and i was like wow that sounded kind of good you know, so if you're going through something, I don't want you to run away from it. That's what I did. It's good for the time being, but it doesn't last. Feel the feelings and then let it go. Feel the feelings and let it go like the clouds in the sky, like the water just moving. Yesterday, I don't know what it was, but I get these moments where I want to cry. And there's always people you can reach out to. You. For some, it's my mother. For me, it's my mother sometimes, my daughter, mainly my daughter. And we get each other in check. Because if I'm high, meaning excited, then she might be like super sad crying because she was really close to her brother. If I'm the one down super crying, she's up here. And I called her yesterday and she hears the music playing in the background. And she's like, first of all, turn off that sad music. <laughs> because when we're feeling sad, sometimes we tend to just want to be there. And I started laughing because she lives in California. She's a professional dancer. And you got to get her on here one day. Oh, yes. And I house, want her. I want her. Yes. She's amazing. I'm in her kitchen cooking and crying with this sad news. And she walks in, she's like, what is going on in here? Try something. 
<laughs> and she changes the music and we have a dance party. So if you're feeling sad, get a dance party. And Araya, do you know why I was feeling so sad yesterday? I'm in such a high trajectory. Like my life is about to explode. Like amazing things are about to happen this weekend. I'm having an Elevate Your Business Summit. Next year I have so many things planned, books, you know, wonderful things. And then I got to thinking about my son. He's not here to enjoy those things with us. And he had bigger dreams than me. He had a picture of his house. I don't know what you call it, but where the stairs go up and you have chandeliers. Like he uh -huh. had his life planned out. And I was just sitting here yesterday, just like, you know, we're, we're getting there, me and his sister, but he's not here. Right. So feel your feelings and then push through them. Write, journal. You can even DM me because I, need, I call myself a warrior mom. A warrior Absolutely. mom is anyone who's lost a child. So, And okay. also stay connected. Every year, I'm sure you've heard of Trayvon Martin, Sabrina Fulton, his mother does an event and I was invited to the event. Now her son and my son were murdered on the same day. Wow. Years apart but the same day. And she has an event, she calls it Circle of Mothers. And she said wow. she came up with this community because if you're not a mother, you don't, mm -hmm. know what it, you don't know what it's like to lose a child. And I hate when people say, oh, I know how you feel. You don't know how I feel, okay? No. You don't know if mm -hmm. you didn't lose a child. So nope. she has this event once a year. So I'm connected to other mothers. Mm -hmm. So if it's be. a child or something, get your tribe of people together. And that's what's helped me as well. So those are some tips that I wanna share with you. Reach out, don't be afraid. There's Facebook groups. Nonprofit. I don't like the Facebook groups because there's kind of sad, you know, but reach out to people and, and move your body. That's my main tip. Move, move your, your body. body. I love it. <laughs> Good thing you're a fitness instructor. I love it. You know, and you're talking about being sad and stepping out of it. You know, I have a, kind of a similar relationship with my two daughters too. They're just so great. They're when one's up, the other's down and we just help each other all the time and snap you out of it. But you know, my mom was my best friend and, and growing up and she died way too early at 59, which is almost 30 years ago from cancer, from smoking. But to this day, I mean, still, I find myself, especially Christmas or Mother's Day, and I feel like I enjoy sometimes just the moment of feeling sad, missing her, but then snapping out of it and making yep. something that she would have liked or seeing her and my daughters is always so great. You know, they know her like like she was here today, even though my, my oldest one was like five when she died and my 17-year-old never met her, but they feel like they know her because I'm constantly sharing memories. I'm constantly saying, you know, it's exactly what mommy too would have done. You're so, we have called her mommy too. She was too young and beautiful to be called a grandma. So she said, have them call me mommy, have her call me mommy too. So I was like, mommy number two, like, okay. So, and that's so fun, but I sometimes just feel like you can enjoy a cry. It doesn't have to be after years and years, that really ugly cry that you did when that first happened, which is still good. You need to release, but it's okay to listen to a song and remember and cry for a moment, then wipe them off and remember that you're living for them now. You're living, you're, you are an embellishment of them. I know your daughter sees her brother in you. I can tell you that right now. She sees that and you see him in her. So he lives on for sure. Yes. Do you know what I say when I get into those moments? I say, he's saying, don't forget about me, Ma. Like when I start mm -hmm. feeling sad. Yep. So if you're watching this and you're feeling sad, that's just your loved one saying, don't forget about me. And I'm still here because I have those days where I'm just great. And then it's like, okay, boom. And then, yep. up, and then boom. Okay. <laughs> Fear the fears. And I, one of my favorite books, the Bible is the Noah's Ark, because God had them go to the ark, the animals two by two, four by four, even the animals, they could have made it to the ark all by themselves. So they're going to go get a big herd. But he called them in pairs. He called them in fours because I, he wants us to pair up. He wants to know to get to the ship, to get to the boat, to get to the lifeline. We need each other.
You know, how much more the animals need each other. We saying we need to reach out. We need those friends. I always call them the business best friends, the BBFs. And we need those friends in our life. And and I joke about this all the time because I remember it was Tori Johnson that told me this one time. And it's so true. We all need those girlfriends or if you're a guy, that guy friend that you can call up at two o'clock in the morning and say, I have a dead body in the car. And all your friend is going to say is, I have my shovel. Where do you need me? They're not saying, oh, my gosh, Gina, what did you do now? Who's in the trunk? What did you do? Did you did you cause this? Oh, my gosh. Now what? It's like, I've got my shovel. Where do you need me? They're there to help you pick up the pieces. No questions asked. Hopefully we don't have dead bodies in our trunk. But it's that type of, like you're saying, that balcony friend, you can do it. I got your back. What do you need? Let's go. No condemnation. No questioning. No, oh, my God, now what did you do? You know, you could dream big in front of them. Not like, what do you mean you're going to write a book? Tina, what do you mean you're going to do a major motion picture and you're going to have Beyonce is going to star in it? Really? Who do you think you are? It's like, no, yes, and you need this person and Denzel needs to be in it. And you know what? Ron Howard needs to be the director. I mean, you're just thinking even bigger than you are. Those are the friends we need to make sure we have a few of them in our life. And I say few because they're they're not plentiful. They're few and far between. And if you get one in your life, you're doing good. And we know we are those type of friends too. So we like being that. So we attract that as well. So Starstina, coming to the close, tell us what, and this is probably already know, but I want you to say it. I ask every one of my guests, what is your legacy? How do you now want to be remembered? I love that question. I want to be remembered as a woman who has supported other women to get through their traumas. I want that to be so clear. I want to let people know no matter what goes on in your life, you can push through. And as I mentioned before, it's those four pillars that I work on, your mindset, your heart set, nutrition, and movement. That's what I want to be known for. And you are well on your way. Good job, Stars Tina. I absolutely adore you even more today. Just sitting here getting to know your story, your traumedy, and how you push through it. You are such an example that no matter what anybody's going through today or five years from now when they're listening to this episode, say, if Stars Tina can do it, if Araya can do it, so can I. Because we are, are God's no respecter of person. He can help us all through it if we allow him and we hang on to each other. Don't go through this life alone. Starstina, you just landed that plane. Thank you so much Yay. for that. I'm yes. And if anyone needs to contact me, all of my sites are on starstina.com. So if you go to stars, S-T-A-R-Z, Tina.com, that's another easy way. All of my links are there from my Facebook to my Instagram. You name it, stars with a Z, Tina.com. Araya, you are beautiful. You are amazing, uplifting. Let me tell you, you've opened up my mind to so many things. And it's crazy because you think, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Like your podcast, your TEDx. And I told you when I first met you, I was like, I want that. Like next <laughs> year, it. this time, I need to have a podcast. I need you to have TEDx. And you're inspiring me. We inspire each other. Thank you so, so much. You've been a joy. I hope everybody's enjoying this episode. We're going to share this one out all over the airwaves because more people need to know that they too can sir, thrive 
this life and live their best legacy on purpose. Well, I hope you all are, are being inspired that you can live more and give more. Thank you for your nonprofit work. And this is only the beginning, Sarstina. I'm going to have you back next year so everybody can catch up to see all the stuff that you've done because everything you do helps other people. So thank you for that. This is Araya. Thank you for listening and watching to Get Celebritized. Until next time, earn more, live more, and absolutely give back more. I love you all. See you next time. This is Araya. Until then, bye all. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagarry.com. And make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram. And join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.